Sit down. Sit down. We like to have fun. We like to have fun, don't we, gang? Don't we like to have a laugh? The name's Gareth. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, we've been really clear. Dave's dropped the fire that he started. He's dropped it. It's Gareth. It's Welsh. <laughs> How is that douche? All right, let's get into it. Um, so, because uh, this will be on another podcast, I won't get into it too much, but we'll talk about the latest wrinkle, controversy. Uh, uh, basically, I go into my room yesterday, and I find a, uh, I see on the shelf something, and I go, what the hell's this? And I grab it, and it's a used douche. Yeah. And a so, little tiny Dane Cook. So... so <laughs> So, solid. Solid. Um, so I'm like, obviously, I'm like, oh, I got to cut my hand off and figure out a new life with just one paw, you know? And, uh, yeah. and then today, Dave posts a picture of it, you know, because last night, obviously, at 1.30 in the morning, he goes, what's your room number? I tell him, and he comes to the room, and he picks up the garbage where I've now put the used douche, and he takes a picture with it. And someone goes, that's an enema thing. <laughs> Which, so is, for which ten, is, if you don't know, that's for the butthole. For ten, for ten minutes, I'm like, oh my god! But then I'm like thinking of the dimensions, and I'm like, no, there's nobody who's like, I need relief. Let me put a baby bottle up my ass. It's just not how it works. It's a, it's tubes. It's like the internet. It's a series of tubes. Anyway, they didn't, they didn't do anything. They never the. The hotel did not, there was no, would you like a free drink? There was nothing of that nature. Yeah, there's a little water like, left in the douche if you'd like a martini. Just give you a little, <laughs> you want a little, <laughs> little that action? Huh? Our, bu our book comes out uh, on the 9th. Uh, yeah. if, you can, if you want to check that out, please yep. do. Yep. Um, you're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I, actor, oh boy. writer, director, comedian, Jesus dad, Christ. assistant baseball coach, Occasional baker. All right, bud. Come on. We got a, there's a time crunch. Sometimes gamer. <laughs> Lover. All right, buddy. Whenever Friend. You... Well, <laughs> not right now. Dave Anthony... <laughs> I read a story to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. You forgot that it was American history because you, got, you go into your fucking credits for nine minutes. <laughs> they aren't even credits. Lover? It's an See, we're all lovers. Hold on. It's an American history podcast. Yeah, you forgot that part. Yeah. Um, uh, let's bring up our guest. 
Ladies and gentlemen, she is an Austin uh, comedian, but you're about to lose her to the big city. Kath Barbadoro! Hi, guys! Here she is. Hi, everybody. Thank you. Welcome, Kath. Thank you so much. Great. Yep. I think it's going really good. I wish you'd given so me far. more credits given how many you got. There are not a lot of credits. There's, I mean, there's some legit credits, but then he said last week he was talking about how he's a, he takes out the garbage <laughs> during his credits. Well, that's an important thing for sanitary reasons. Yeah, but we all do it. Showerer. Do we? Oxygen inhaler. There are people who don't. Everyone does the oxygen thing, but there are people who don't take out their garbage. Yeah, hoarders. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's why it's a credit. Non-hoarder, yeah, David. Non-hoarder. Non-hoarder. <laughs> Congrats, bud. <laughs> March 21st. <laughs> 1938. All right. People oh. don't like that? No, people are nervous early. <laughs> yeah. Remember Terry the Lee. talk? You already fucking blew it. (laughs) Terry Lee was born in Fort Stockton, Texas. Terry Lee? Okay. Full name. Well, I don't know her last name because we didn't know that. You'll find out in a sec. Female, okay. She was born into extreme poverty. Good. (laughs) What? With an alcoholic father. Why am I doing it? And was picking cotton at four years old. My kind of woman. In the summer heat one day, (laughs) she took a break and relaxed under the shade of a tree. Sure. Three men in splendid robes appeared. What? Splendid robes? Splendid robes. Wizards? (laughs) Hello! told, Told her she could do anything she wanted. Terry, the sky's the limit! Through God and meditation. Okay. Oh, that's a really shitty catch. On yeah. That. <laughs> do I have to think about someone in the sky? Well, <laughs> yes. Uh, hey. Yes, you do. Yes, yes. yes. But <laughs> how about my robes, though? Uh, <laughs> we have robes. They what s- are we? <laughs> <laughs> they said when she was troubled, she should think about God. How, is she still four? Yep, she's four. <laughs> How hard of a sell is this to a four-year-old? It's not hard. There's a bunny in the clouds. Okay, yeah. All right, get over here. They're not. Stupid idiot. Your brain's little. (laughs) They also told her they could not be seen by other people. And Terry called these men the masters. (laughs) This is some true detective shit. Yeah. I do not like this. The masters, okay. Were they green jackets? Were they golfers? (laughs) Yeah, tell me more about these robes, please. Who does your robes? (laughs) So Terry had a rough childhood, besides just being poor. Uh, She had a stillborn sister, and then her mother slowly died of tuberculosis. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. When she was nine, her father sent her to live at an orphanage. Sure. He was like, he's like, I I can't. Uh. Your mom did a lot of stuff. Look, these guys in robes are going to kill me, and they're going to take my thumbs if I don't give them the money, so i got to <laughs> skip town. Uh, it was a Lutheran orphanage, the best kind. 
And there she had a lot more visions of the masters. And soon she found out she was the reincarnation of St. Teresa of Avila, a 16th century Spanish nun. Okay, how did she find this out? Ancestry.com. Oh, my God. What? They do reincarnation? I'm Portuguese. Oh, my God. You just, you know, it comes to you. Sure, and that's how it happened? She yep. just was like, you know who oh. I am. <laughs> I, you wish I should do that. Yeah. I'm Babe Ruth. <laughs> Trust me, dog. <laughs> so when she was 11 years old, Terry was adopted by a Dallas couple. They're like, we want that one. Because <laughs> she's Did she fucking go? crazy. <laughs> Did the wise men go with her, the robed yeah, they follow. men? They come. They, okay. don't, they, don't, they, they don't stay behind. They're <laughs> with her. Okay. Cool. The, 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 the wise men are just at the orphanage. Well, what the fuck? We didn't get oh. taken. <laughs> Boy, did we pick the wrong pony, huh? My God. <laughs> She's not chosen at all. She's an idiot. <laughs> so her, her uh, name now is Terry Lee Benson. And for the first time, she had a normal life. Until she got married at 15 to John Wilder, a high school dropout, and bringing in a sweet uh, 85 cents an hour as a truck driver. (laughs) So she fucking nailed it. (laughs) Literally. You'll be gone all the time and not make money? (laughs) (laughs) Boy. Great. What else could an adolescent lady dream for? (laughs) He's like, surprise, you have to also pick cotton again. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> and I shot one of the wise men. What? Huh? Yeah. I thought he was trying to get into the truck. <laughs> Soon Terry was pregnant, and she dropped out of high school. Aww. She was still in high school? Yep, 15. That's how that works. <laughs> and are the wise men just with her? Yeah, they, yeah, they were like a pep rally group. Sure, sure. <laughs> At that point. <laughs> We've decided who we want to vote for for student council. <laughs> Also, can we do something more exciting? Uh, she had a daughter, Kathy, in uh, 1958, a son, Kenneth, in uh, 1959, and a daughter, Virginia, in 1963. Now she's a stay-at-home mom while John drives a big rig. Okay. So Terry started getting together with a group of housewives and discussing life and meditating. Um, she bought know. a book on hip. She bought a book on hypnotism and started taking hypnotism classes. Uh, I'm not liking but- the facts. From whom is she taking hypnotism classes? They they, they didn't go into that. (laughs) Oddly, that's not going to matter all that much. (laughs) I just didn't know that was a thing you could do in the 50s in Dallas. Well, the problem was, at the end of the session, he was like, you'll forget who I am. (laughs) You'll never recollect my name. She became involved in power of positive thinking groups like oh, no. Silva Mind Control Incorporated. Incorporated. Well, That's a problem. Those are the best mind control groups. Uh, yeah, we're... We're uh, franchising. <laughs> Excited. She wasn't alone. A group of women started meeting at the Brookhaven Country Club to discuss mystic matters. By the late 60s, Terry had begun to lead her own meditation classes and all the women in the group admired her. Then some of these women's children saw her the same way. After she helped a teenager get off drugs with meditation and prayer, he asked, t- he asked Terry to share her knowledge with his friends. So he's like a little, he's, he's like a little pimp's assistant. 
Soon, Terry was holding weekly meditation classes for about 20 high school kids. Oh, boy. She pushed them all to avoid drugs and macrobiotic diets. Oh, God. <laughs> you guys don't need weed. Carrots. <laughs> Have carrots. No, but it, a, a macrobiotic diet is... Insane. It's like seaweed and stuff. It's right. literally, it's like no, it's like but no sh- cooking or dairy. <laughs> but she's telling him to avoid it. Oh, she's... As if that was a big thing that you had to... Yeah. So she's basically like, don't eat everybody. vegetables. Yeah, she's yeah. like, stay away from the macrobiotic diets. It's what's... Get pizza. Eat pizza, kids. <laughs> we should do this every week. So a, a macro... I feel like that's a great way to get high school students. I was like, just eat Whataburger for every yeah. meal. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. A macrobiotic, so it's just seaweed and shit like that. So it's yeah. shit that no one would be eating, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not stuff kids are into. <laughs> Don't Terry, eat the stuff people are telling you to eat. Terry became a big believer in karma. She taught her students that behavior on Earth would affect prospects for reincarnation in a higher spiritual realm. Okay. Is she telling people she's also Teresa of Avila at this point? Yep. Well, yep. It's all. She's laying it all down. Right. <laughs> People who are having a hard time now were doing so because they were bad in a previous life. And she said, the worse one behaved, the worse the situation would be in the next life. Okay. You could come back as a rat or a cockroach. Okay, well, sure. Okay. Quote, we can be sure that people who have been killed in volcanic eruptions have deserved these violent deaths. Whoa, 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 whoa. Very specific. Yeah. Very specific. I mean, you can think of anything. Like, um, you know, everyone who's died in a volcano deserved it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyone who's frozen in magma. <laughs> because probably... of what they did earlier. And they're coming back as rats. Okay? <laughs> eat your Taco Bell. Eat your goddamn Taco Bell. Everybody eat your fucking Taco Bell. All right? Who wants to smoke a joint? Have a 40. Let's do this shit. Huh? Come on, guys. Read a porno. Let's do this. I'm your best friend. You want to drive? You can drive Mama's car. Call me Mama. Let's do this. A good example of uh, people who are going to reap what they sowed in their past lives were the many Russian and German kids in the orphanage who were brutal towards her. (laughs) Wait, wait. She brings that up specifically? She's still a little scarred. So she... Okay, number one, people who died from volcanoes. Number two, anyone I knew from the Lutheran orphanage. Huh? I'm going to come back as cockroaches and rats, guys. Specifically Germans and Russians. Yeah, they're the worst kids. <laughs> too many hard consonants in Impossible. those languages. And those who did not behave poorly, like her stillborn sister, for instance, would have a great chance at a happy life. Oh, she's going to be nowhere near a volcano yeah. in the next one. She's coming back as a pony. Unlike those German orphans, they'll come back as rats living in magma. They had it too good in this life, those German German orphans. They'll see. Uh, Terry's students would sit cross-legged on the floor and listen to her talk about anything from sex to finances to ghosts. Okay, so, all right, okay. Interesting okay. three examples. I used to work right next to Kathy Griffith's office for her talk show, and that's what happened there. <laughs> so she would talk about anything from sex 
to finances to ghosts. Yeah, it covers the whole spectrum. <laughs> Does it? Would she talk about anything that they wanted to hear about? They were probably just like, oh, he sounds like a scary ghost. Uh, more, I have another one about sex. Um, <laughs> it's, a, 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 it's actually a three-parter. Uh, <laughs> After these talks, she would lead them in meditation. It was described as an almost hypnotic trance-like state. Okay. She would then take them on a tour... Uh, in the mind. <laughs> By mind describing course. temples... And the students would add description of the temples, and Terry would agree to whatever they said, so they think that they're in the mind space with her. What? And then, so she would, she would be like, this temple has this and this and this, and they'd be like, ah, does it also have a door in the back? She'd be like, yes, you can see it. So it was oh, like Oh, yeah, that. there's a bedroom. I have another sex question. <laughs> uh, I want to know about the ghost. <laughs> oh, I hate the ghost kid. About finances, and it comes to when you're filing as a corporation versus an individual. And we'll get to the sex, guys. We're all having fun with the topics that are appropriate. It's a three parter. Uh, they would finish these sessions with a prayer, and then Terry gave the high school kids total acceptance and love they weren't getting elsewhere. What does that mean? Yeah, I. What does that mean? That's like a cult thing. You, you give them what they're not getting at home or anywhere else. Like hand jobs? They're not getting hand it. jobs at home. It's where the three robed men come in. Yeah. Uh, step under the robe. <laughs> uh. I'm just going to go ahead and open this up. <laughs> Terry started telling the kids she had knowledge of their past and future lives as well as their love lives. Uh, this mm. dude, we've been sniffing around the weird sex shit the whole time. <laughs> She's just inching towards it more and more. Students asked her if they had found their soulmate, oh. right? So they're 17. They're like, am I going to marry Lisa? And she, she would very often say they had, but sometimes she would say they had not. One, she should always say they have not. Yeah. yeah. You're well, in high school. No. No. <laughs> and no, I don't even know who Lisa is. No. Yeah. Yeah, no. You're, I'm not answering any more financial questions, Ted. No, 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 no. Put your fucking no. hand down. It's not, it's, it's not a soulmate. It's just a hand job. <laughs> it's not... If you file a joint bank account, just... <laughs> Walk me through that. Um, <laughs> very, sometimes they had not. One teenage couple were pretty devastated to find out they were not soulmates. Quote... We would sit around and talk about it all the time. <laughs> I wonder what's going to break us up. <laughs> the argument about how it's not possible. I mean, we love each other, but we're not soulmates. I know, I'm in love with you, and I feel like you are, but like she said, no. <laughs> One day, Terry told the students that she had levitated in her bed that night. <laughs> hey, everybody sit down. Last night I floated. <laughs> What's the Dow Jones Industrial Average actually mean? <laughs> Soon she said she could heal the sick. Time and to go to work on Terry. <laughs> on an outdoor trip with the group, her son dislocated his thumb. It was so bad, the bone was pushing up against the skin. Terry would not take him to a doctor. Instead, she healed him through meditation. <laughs> That's oh. what it's for. How is that? Does it feel better yet? 
No. Okay, hold on. Shh. Think of nothing. Think of absolutely nothing right now. I want you to repeat a phrase. I want you to be a big boy. I want you to repeat a phrase in your head. I'm nine. Everything. Everything is connected. Everything is connected. Keep thinking that. How's your thumb? Everything's connected. Keep thinking that. And not, I'm not talking bones. I am. It's coming out of my skin. Uh, okay. Everything's not connected. Everything's not connected. There's blood now. Uh, um. Mommy, you're an asshole. <laughs> Mommy levitated last night. <laughs> so, pretty sure you're wrong. You know that was your dad's doing, right? <laughs> She also said she could protect the kids from harm. She told one... What about the thumb? Yeah. People are getting injured in her care. Uh, I don't know. Literally the last thing that happened. (laughs) I can protect you guys from anything. What about my thumb? Remember yesterday, my thumb fell apart. Not family members. (laughs) There's loopholes. (laughs) There's loopholes in the wise men's robe. She told one high school student that his girlfriend was going to die in a car accident. Very specific. Near a volcano. I hope she laid that out. (laughs) I hope she laid that out slowly. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only thing that could save her was an emergency meditation session. Now. (laughs) We need to go now. In. In. Everything is connected. Everything is connected. Everything is connected. Get your pillow. Get on it. Oh, boy. (sighs) Think of nothing. Think of nothing, you idiot. Your brain. I just keep thinking about the car accident. What the fuck for? Shut up! Everything is connected. Everything is connected. Keep thinking it. So. He... God, you have a death wish for that car crash, don't you? <laughs> so he went for it. They meditated. When they were done, Terry smiled at him. "Quote, good news." Oh my God! <laughs> Who's she talking to? An adjuster? The. <laughs> I Good. just talked to State Farm, and you're going to... There's no claim anymore. <laughs> Good news, the accident has been averted. Uh, that was close. Thank goodness, that close. future accident. Uh, that's yeah, a great... She did it. I wonder why you have to go to high schoolers for this. <laughs> I watched Pat Robertson once, and he took credit for uh, making a hurricane go away. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I mean, Same he's Pat. Deal. Yeah. I think it was the three guys in robes who did it, though. So none of this was helping... Terry's marriage to John. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) He had issues with this? John didn't believe she had powers. Well, that's going to be a huge problem for her. (laughs) (laughs) And you want a divorce? Why? Because he doesn't know my magic and he won't even acknowledge it. I come home from a session and he's just talking about his back. (laughs) I levitated, you idiot. It's floating in the bed. To be fair, Your Honor, I... I made her come, so that's what that was. <laughs> and it's been a long time. Trust me, there's so much talk. No I woman... Barely... <laughs> no woman who spends that much time with teenagers is in a good marriage. No. Even without the powers. <laughs> no. No. Even if they're your own teenagers. No, and that's one of those things, too, where he's probably going, like, the first few weeks, months... Hey, it's not that crazy. I mean, hey, she's hanging out. His friends are like hearing it. Like, wait, she's what? Hey, she's got a bunch of teenagers. She's hanging out. She's <laughs> meditating and hypnotizing. I mean, they just ask questions about finances, ghosts, and fucking. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a regular thing. 
And then eventually you're like, my God, well, how did I normalize this for so long? <laughs> you know, the first red flag was when she started holding sessions with high schoolers. <laughs> so he didn't like that she would sometimes break up teenagers by telling them they weren't soulmates. <laughs> Her work with adult students was the biggest problem, though. He didn't like that she was selling spiritual development sessions, which he thought she just took from other religions. <laughs> wow, how pious. So if she'd made it up completely, he'd be yeah, fine he'd with be it. Like, this That's... is great. Yeah, don't regurgitate someone else's made-up shit. Come up with your own made-up shit, lazy. But Terry wasn't stopping. She started... A group, and so she officially defines the group and calls it the conscious development of the body, mind, and soul. Catchy. More and more people start coming, not just the kids, but now a lot of adults. She started accepting love offerings. Uh, What? Hold on. I'd rather not. A lot of levitation going on. Which a love offering was either $50 or $100. Wait, what? What? She's a rub and tug? (laughs) No. No, they're just like, we love, we love you, and you slip her a hundo. Oh, she's that like, was worth oh, it. thank you. Oh, man. There's Can no... I get one more song? <laughs> oh, you're all so decent. <laughs> yeah, there you are. She, she would also consult with people one-on-one for an hourly rate. John was making only $100 a week, so this was not going over great with him. He's like, I fucking work for a living. What do you do? What do you do? Do you, you want go... to schedule a love session? No! We sell 50 and $100 packages. Oh, fuck. We're actually running a special this week because it's Valentine's Day. We can do $200 packages for actually the price of one regular package and one $50 package. So that's 150 for the price of 200 packages. What do you do? What don't I do? So the end goal for all these followers was to, be, to become so evolved that you could go to the next spiritual plane and hang with the masters. Yeah, that's basically death. Yeah, just go find a volcano. You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Jump in it. To get there, you had to stick to Terry's teachings. So the time was ripe for someone like Terry. It was the 70s, divorce, materialism, <laughs> and the pursuit of, the common, of personal pleasure was Perfect very time. common. Perfect time. Right. Uh, what Terry was offering was forgiveness of sin. She said they would become comfortable with wealth and have no guilt from their sexual encounters. <laughs> what is that even? So she's basically like, you're, you're just going to be rich and have a lot of sex and it won't, it'll be great? Yeah, she's like, it's fine. You don't have to worry about it. Oh, okay. Cool. That's awesome. Great news. You're like, oh, for Someone sick. had to give the green light to anal. <laughs> <laughs> My hotel. John could not stand her followers. One of them was a woman named Sandra Cleaver. Sandra told John she thought of Terry as Jesus. Wow. She gave Terry a ton of jewelry, and John told her to take it back, but Sandra had a very normal response. She got on her knees and begged John to let, Carrie, to let Terry keep all of her jewelry. It's normal. Totally normal. Yeah. Yep. Jesus loves jewelry. Uh, yeah, big fan. It, I mean, if you, we had old actual photos, just fucking bling. Yeah. Everywhere. Like his teeth, all diamonds. Oh, yeah. That, that's amazing. He gets a grill. He's just got jewelry. He's like hanging out like cribs. He's like, I don't know. At some point, we just kind of lost who we are. <laughs> Terry filed for divorce from John on December 20th, 1970, telling a friend that John was, quote, impending my spiritual growth. Sure. Yeah. That's what I say when I break up with people. Always. Yeah. <laughs> It's not you, it's my spiritual growth you're impending. 
Very soon after, the sheriff came and took Terry to Parkland Hospital for a a psychiatric evaluation. On what grounds? (laughs) (laughs) I need some facts to back this up, sir. Everything's fine. Give me another one. (laughs) That one emptied. Both John and Terry's adoptive mother signed the papers to have her committed, stating she, she was a danger to herself and others, but she wasn't held for long. Terry got out, and uh, she lost custody of her youngest daughter and son in the divorce. Wow. But she managed to keep custody of her teenage daughter. Weird, I weird not... call. The judge was like, yeah. because I love sitcoms. <laughs> Court adjourned. <laughs> <laughs> This one's called Two Houses. <laughs> You'll live next door to each other. <laughs> you get full custody of her and can't see them. I'll see you on TLC in 18 months. That is my final decision. Uh, she also got her 1968 Ford Mustang, a bunch of stocks, a shotgun, a rifle, and a pistol. <laughs> if there's one thing this woman needs, yeah. it's to Weapons. be armed. Yeah, That's... for sure. You can have the Molotov cocktails. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, John got the house, the furniture, and the bank account. Oh, so John, John did okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who, like, who was her lawyer? He's like, they're offering a great package. <laughs> Two guns and some other bullshit. I say we close. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get the house and everything. <laughs> Two guns. A 20-year-old kid named Glenn Cooley joined the group. Within four months of the divorce, Terry and Glenn were married. Oh, my God. Terry. She was 33. They bought a house in Dallas. Glenn dropped out of college. His family were not big on the marriage. Oh. Well, no, they don't like it when you hear your son's going to go full-time crazy. (laughs) I'm dropping out to focus on being out of my mind. I really, I got to hone it. Well, also, they were Baptists. Mm-hmm. Which does not go well with cuckoo. No. Oh, wait, does it? No. It... Um... What are you talking about? Grab these snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Lunatic. So Terry now made plans to spread her teachings to the world, and she got big time into the jewelry business. Sure. She loves jewelry. Sure. Yeah. She thought certain gems and crystals had healing properties, mm-hmm. and oh. she sold those. Sure. Now she's speaking my language. Yeah. Now I'm on board. Yeah. Now you're in. She urged her followers to buy the stuff she made. Coincidentally, the more a piece costs, the more power it contains. So weird. What a strange coincidence. Yes. But, you know, you really you want to sell it for its value. I mean, it's all about healing yourself at the right cost. And it's two easy payments. It's so crazy how the sparklier something is, the more spiritually healing oh, it is. Oh, yeah. God touched this one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this bracelet's been in God's beard. <laughs> Two installments. So, within the group, you soon be able to see how devoted someone was to Terry by how much jewelry they were wearing. Well, yeah. Okay, so now there's ranks, which is <laughs> natural, but not good. Is this a cult or like a QVC program? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Scientology and QVC are having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sandy wore a lot of jewelry. Uh, she, Sandy was the opposite of Terry. She grew up rich. She inherited tons of money, went to college where she was very successful. That was a human falling. <laughs> oh, God, it was a wise man. 
tripped on his ropes. We're down to two, yeah. Um, but they did have things in common. Sandy's mom had been put in a mental hospital when she was young. <laughs> she had a sister who died young, and they were both super into the mystical powers of jewelry. Well, so far, that feels like all the facts they had in common. Now, Sandy was married to Chuck, a guy she'd met in college, and they had a daughter named Devereaux. They mostly lived on Sandy's trust fund money, and in 1966, Sandy's father died in a plane crash, and Sandy felt like she didn't have the closer she needed, and she wished she could have spoken to him one last time. Mm. If only there was a way. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there's not. (laughs) So this led Sandy to become interested in the supernatural, uh, she jumped into any spiritual fad that came along. She got into meditation and started to going to sessions led, it, led by an Asian plumber. <laughs> I want to ask why it's important that he's Asian, but then I'm also like, I get why you said that. <laughs> it really paints a picture. It's it does. All right, we got an Asian plumber. That's... The most mystical race and profession. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She got into a mind control program, became a vegetarian, got into homeopathic medicine. The order of this is bananas. (laughs) It's getting lit with haymakers. (laughs) And then she met Terry. She soon believed jewels could heal you and wouldn't take them off. She'd wear several bracelets, necklaces, and rings even when she took a shower. <laughs> so she's Mr. T. She's going to have a rust clump on her chest. Yeah, it used to be a bunch of stuff, but then it just has formed into a little sort of a reef in a way. I don't even... Life is breathing on this if you see that. Look, there's polyps. <laughs> So Terry recommended a homeopathic doctor to Sandy who had, he had moved to Mexico to avoid laws in the U.S. That's never bad. No, that's good. Never bad. No, you want a homeopathic guy to be totally free. Absolutely. Yeah, Total unrestricted. Freedom. Why'd you leave the U.S.? Oh, they wouldn't let me be there. <laughs> Lay down, we change the wax paper every patient. <laughs> Promise. He would diagnose illnesses over the, quote, cosmic airwaves. Oh, God. And then prescribe homeopathic pills that he sold. Okay, great. What a good coincidence yeah. that he yeah. sold them Strange. and they would fix them. Uh, they're yeah. very rare and impossible to get. <laughs> I have some. And uh, they're not cheap. To avoid legal problems with the post office, the pills were sent by Greyhound bus. <laughs> The most mystical of transportation. <laughs> Literally, Ugh. if anything or anyone is coming to you via Greyhound bus, it's not good. I gotta go down and pick up my life-saving pills at the Greyhound station. <laughs> well, I should get out of here. I got some kale seaweed pills I gotta get down at the old Greyhound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my doctor's not allowed to be here. <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy had so many pills they filled an entire kitchen cabinet she took at least 20 pills a day oh what are they it's a lot of greyhound trips yeah <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy on the greyhound's like there's 
He's the guy looking for Terry. He's like, there's got to be more to life. <laughs> Just delivering seaweed pills every two days. I hate the bus. Been <laughs> ah! on the bus for five hours. You're like, I, I'll, I'll kill myself. I'll do it. I'll kill myself if given the option. Where's the nearest volcano? I need yeah. to get out. <laughs> So then Sandy told her husband, Chuck, that the doctor had prescriptions for their daughter, Devereaux. Chuck was not down with this idea. (laughs) He had the pills examined and found out there was nothing in them. They were just placebos. That's the name of the pill. (laughs) Placebo. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's a hard C. So Sandy started giving her daughter pills. Sure, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. Except she's full all the time. Yeah, Because she was five years old and she was taking 110 pills a day. And yet not enough, right? 110 times zero is still zero. Still not helping too much. Yeah, but she's just like, I'm full of pills. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't tickle her. (laughs) It's like confetti if if she hits. Uh, those are expensive. Ah, call Greyhound. <laughs> she pinatted again. <laughs> the kids now. When I was a kid, and you got jam full of BS Mexican pills, you let them sit inside you. Okay. Chuck came home one day, and Sandy was packing suitcases. And saw the suitcases. Being Sandy's packed? packing suitcases. Okay, sure. The plan was to take Devereaux to Mexico. To the doctor, where Devereaux would be put in a special machine that, quote, turned out all the world's bad vibrations. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Chuck screamed at her. Why? And <laughs> <laughs> He had a problem? He didn't like this. No. It's and, a special uh, machine, Chuck. You idiot. God. These are the bad vibrations I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, so he yelled at her and took that plan off the table. A little while later... <laughs> it's an amazing thing to be able to shut down. You'd think if she was packing suitcases with that plan, she'd go. Right. But instead he's like, no, you're not going to Mexico to put her in a machine. <laughs> oh, Chuck. Fine. Soon after, uh, Devereaux developed a bad fever in the middle of the night. From what? Chuck thought a, a doctor would be a good idea. Mexico's a greyhound away. <laughs> but Sandy thought now that all normal doctors were quacks, and she screamed that she would take her to a doctor over her dead body. So Sandy did the prudent thing and used prayer, incense, and incantations. Good. That'll, yep. That's what saved my grandpa. Yeah. Way better. Better than science. More spells. Mm-hmm. That's what really heals me. Oh, boy, spells. I wish the robed ones were here. Let's put a crystal up her ass. <laughs> she's five. You put it in her mouth. We can't. She's jammed with pills. <laughs> Chuck waited until Sandy fell asleep, and then he whisked Devereaux off to a doctor. She had scarlet fever. Oh, my God. So he, sa- is, he saved her life. This is like the 60s, right? I didn't uh, know that. Like, oh my god. We're in 71? 71. That's an Oregon Trail disease. That's not. <laughs> you don't get that anymore. That's. Oh, my kid has dropsy. 
That happens. Were you feeding your kid things from a Greyhound bus? That's where he gets all of his uh, medical supplies. (laughs) Don't worry. The doctor's not allowed to be here. We're not idiots. I like that he has placebo pills that cause scarlet fever. (laughs) You mean they're not even placebos? (laughs) Weird. So he saved her life, and on April 21st, 1971, Sandy filed for a divorce from Chuck, exactly one month after Terry had filed from divorce from John. Mm. Chuck agreed to split custody with Sandy because he thought Sandy was so into reincarnation that she would have no trouble killing their daughter. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Clearly, though. Both his and her lawyer agreed. We will concede that my client will try to kill her, for sure. Your Honor, I would like to agree with that. Keep it with her. I love sitcoms. Get out of here, you scamps. (laughs) I find for hilarity. You're going to live with her still. Welcome to TBS. (laughs) We know funny. Without a husband, Sandy became Terry's full-time unpaid assistant. Okay. Sandy used her own money to put the conscious development to buy the conscious development group a printing press, which was set up in Terry's home. And then she paid to have the group uh, become incorporated. All great religions do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's actually true. Um, she let a drifter and a new member of the conscious development group move into her home. I like the separation of those two. Yeah. <laughs> Are you joining? No. No, I'm just cruising by. I just need a place to wash my bandanas and whack off. Okay. Well, uh, right through here? Yeah, I think you'll find. Okay. <laughs> you guys, Mind if that... I take a handful of this pie? <laughs> was that Willie Nelson? Uh, <laughs> drifting as I do. <laughs> Don't be confused by my robes. I'm just a drifter, not a mystic. Mind if I have a sip out of your turlet? <laughs> Are you going to be dickholes? Did I ever tell you about the time I met a box of pills on a greyhound? <laughs> so one new member and one drifter, so yep. they're just there at the no. same time. Party of two? No, it's no the we're same. separate parties. I... I'm actually here for the religion. How are you? I want to shout at a pillow. Possible. So Chuck was worried about Devro's safety, but Sandy said not to worry because she was protecting Devro with a psychic shield. Oh, well, we didn't know there was a shield. Okay, cool. I didn't know. You, you can't see it, so I didn't know. So oh. thanks. Why didn't you tell the judge that? <laughs> she said the only thing harming Devro were Chuck's bad vibrations. Terry's teachings were picking up steam. By the mid-70s, she was giving lectures on the campus of SMU to hundreds of people. Wow. Possibly thousands were receiving her printed lessons around the country. Then Perry take... Then... Rare runner back, Dave! (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, Terry picked 25 of her most devoted followers to be teachers. They ran some of the weekly classes now. And her followers began to call her the, I should look this up, uh, Anatomage. Anatomage? Are you talking backwards? Yep. Okay. I like how you want us to weigh in on this. <laughs> it's made up, right? Yeah, maybe. Uh, no, it, it was actually a Montanage. 
Yeah. No, it's, someone's going to correct me on well, rudely on Twitter. Yes, they'll be blocked um, right after we've seen it happen. Uh, so Terry said she could heal the sick from hundreds of miles away, and she was now communicating through meditation with people like Plato. And, the kid uh, toy? Babaji, yes. Babaji, a long-dead Himalayan guru. She's, she's talking to all kinds of really cool folks. Like, she's, it's amazing when you name-drop people that you're communicating with, with telepathically. Yeah. Um, Plato, Lincoln. I can't. Sonny I'm, Bono. Uh, doing a mental Skype with Da Vinci, so I'm busy that night. It's not a big deal. He DM'd me like it's like it's ridiculous. Fine. He gave me his number, but I'm like, whatever. No, yeah. keep that here. It's whatever. He favorited two of my uh, telepathic thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And then I rethought something that he posted. Yeah. Um, and then we just linked up, but I don't even know. Fine. Um, I can. I tomorrow I'm having mental lunch with Lincoln. So yeah, I'm eating near his place. Brain tonight on a new mental lunch with Lincoln. <laughs> I find it hilarious. Judge TV. Um, one of the teachers almost died in a plane crash when his plane clipped a telephone wire. And then he sat down and told Terry about it, and he asked, did you help save us? And Terry said, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yes, I did. What a softball. Oh, so fucking easy. <laughs> what a softball. Well, he should have come in and said, what question you... for you. What did you save me from? <laughs> uh, give me a clue. What does it begin with? A volcano? Not a volcano. Okay. <laughs> did you on. save us from that plane crash? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I did. Why? Yeah, I had to. Are you guys saved? I tried really hard. I canceled with Hendrix. Oh, my God. I cut the Hendrix part out of this. <laughs> no way. There's a Hendrix part. No. What? <laughs> I cut it out. It was too long. Uh, then one day, Terry decided to start holding weekly meetings with her teachers. At the first one... She revealed they were members of the White Brotherhood who were chosen by the masters to fight evil. Wow. I mean, this, that is really a hard left. That this, is... This is deep in the story to be like, surprise racist. Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> Wait, what's under those robes? Other robes. Uh... Their enemies were the Black Lords who were part of the Black Brotherhood. Very specific! Very specific! (laughs) (laughs) To save mankind, the teachers would have to fight the Black Lords in combat. This is really coming hard. (laughs) This is coming hard and fast. You're hitting us. It's going to be fine in the next sentence. (laughs) But the Black Lords existed only, quote, on the astral and mental planes. So you're just spiritually racist, not... Pretty did much. you save us from a, a stereo plane crash? <laughs> yes, I did. To kill off the Black Lords, a teacher would have to, quote... Don't like that sentence. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, it's not weird. a strong start. Quote, take them to the pits of hell where their soul and lower bodies would be dissolved. 
All right. Shockingly specific. What about the upper bodies and what's happening to them? The upper bodies are cool. They hang out. We uh, turn them into actually Tybo training devices. We use those. We keep those. It looks like a little man. Yeah. Sorry. I got, I'm sorry. I got, I, got a, I got to get down to the ground. Bus Depot. <laughs> I'm meeting a doctor. Yes, I'm air quoting. There were also black overlords who were worse. They could not be dissolved and instead had to be taken to the, quote, electromagnetic dissolving can. Okay, I've played this video game. This... (laughs) Off to the dissolving can. (laughs) There were also garbons. Sorry? Garbons. Okay. They were, quote, about six feet tall with a long beak. Garbons had a gargoyle-like appearance and were covered with slime. They could actually physically leave slime on someone during battle, even though the fight took place in the mental plane. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You heard it? No, I did not. Uh, what, what, what's happening right now? She's now... It is very World of Warcrafty now. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what this is. This is about the beginning of World of Warcraft. Holy shit. I didn't... Shockingly, everything comes from racism. <laughs> Who knew? If you felt the tingling sensation on your hand during battle, that meant a garbon was what, what, stuck to it. Okay. All right. All At right. that point, uh, you would have to imagine barbed wire on your hand to save yourself. All right. Okay. Look, is, she's fucking is, is letting everybody okay into the secret kingdom. What, now what, she's what, letting what, everyone know ha- that... What's happening? They're finding out the truth. Who is... <laughs> Who, who, who is she fighting? She, these are mental battles? Yeah, these, these are, are... Obviously, they don't exist in this realm, right? These okay. people... And you beat them by imagining barbed wire well, on that's your how hands. Only if your thumbs ache, Kath. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you Normal get the... Normal shit. ...the slime off your hand. You think yeah. of barbed wire. You guys are from Texas. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, you walk around here long enough, you feel like someone slimed you. I mean, great weather today. I, I, if I, I'm glad I don't have a gun because I would have shot myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of weatherman should be like, tomorrow the weather's going to be. <laughs> oh, we need another meteorologist. <laughs> Wonder what the five day is. Now, of course, the teachers had to have weapons. A cup, a rod, a sword. A bag of cloth containing a cup of dirt. Is this Hogwarts? <laughs> it's our Horcruxes, all of them. Yeah. These are symbols, guys. Uh-huh. So they did not have to be full-sized. Oh, thank God. For instance, you could use a letter opener or a ballpoint pen as your sword. Oh, okay. This is just a very complicated D&D game. Yeah. And that's not the, the pen is not mightier than the sword. The pen is the sword. Whoa. Whoa. You just blew my mind, bro. Now, they also all had to wear robes. Obviously. <laughs> if you wore a robe, you'd have 15 times more power. Right. This is totally D&D. Uh, <laughs> no, roll the die. Roll the die. Let's see what you get. No, the eight-sided. Roll it. <laughs> oh, we just saved someone from a plane crash. <laughs> it really... Like was, I mean, but they all okay. They all go along with it. That's of course the, they do. Oh, because when you're in a room of people who won't say no, you're like, uh, yeah. Also, yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I don't have any friends anymore. So you guys. Yeah. 
you no, guys my are my thumb friends. Did hurt. I guess we'll fight these guys with pens. Remember, <laughs> picture barbed wire if your pen gets to... What's the plan? What is it? No, I think if your hand gets itchy, you think... If there's slime on you. Uh, you guys want to go to barbecue? Yeah, I'd rather barbecue. I'm not going to lie. Q'd be good. Also... Uh, you were supposed to wear a headband with silver, silver or gold symbols, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of protective jewelry, which you could buy from Terry. For sure. Sure. Yeah. No, it's Zelda. Amulets. It's Each... every video game where you're one person. <laughs> Each teacher would sit in a magnetic circle, which was a large circle of cloth that had a triangle on it, and the circle was protective. Some of the teachers would actually sleep in their circles. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. How'd now... you sleep? Not good. <laughs> Badly. Have you ever tried to sleep in a circle? Yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. Uh, my leg kept going out of the circle. Uh, <laughs> I have restless circle syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> now, to do battle against the Black Lords, the teachers who included, who included a college professor, an advertising agency executive, and a I've Dallas a- school district counselor <laughs> would sit in the room and... Swing their swords around. Mm. The wise pens. sages of municipal government just would swing their pens around. <laughs> Maybe even a chopstick. I don't know, something of that size. And as they swung, where's their... the Asian plumber? Yeah, what's he doing? What's he up to? What's his deal? <laughs> Did Mario Brothers steal his game? <laughs> We're going Italian. What? Uh, the biz. So as they swung their swords, they would hit black lords and send them back to hell. What does that look like? They're like, got one. Yeah. Another one. That's oh, a- my God. That's three in a row. That's, that's exactly it. You get it. a bonus for that. Oh, I got an extra life. <laughs> New high score. What is this? The teachers thought the batters, battles were real and a deadly undertaking. Quote, serious injury seems far removed from the reality as we sit in the physical battle. However, it is to be remembered that last Wednesday, we had to rush to the aid of some of our white brotherhood as they fought, and many of these brothers died on that far-off universe because they were not as battle-ready as we have been <laughs> and will be. So they, there were some other... Did you find that quote on, <laughs> like, Live Journal or something? <laughs> what? There were some. Uh, they were doing battle, and there were some other bro- bros from another universe. Right, because you got black lords all over the place. So some of those guys weren't from the other universe. weren't ready. They didn't have their good pens and shit. Coming back, so they didn't make it. And coming, but because of Terry, their our our group is more prepared. They're just ready to fucking do battle against the things that aren't. It's there. like the Matrix, but if you didn't get to see the movie. <laughs> Like you're just like this is bullshit. It's like if you had to explain. And you come back with war stories. Oh, that was close. <laughs> Lost a bunch of good men on that one. Boy, these black overlords will really get you if you don't have the right pen. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to bore you with the details, but we had to dig deep out there. Watch my brother in star trenches as we do. <laughs> I swear it doesn't get any easier. All right, I'm going to go bang Terry. I'll be back. <laughs> she likes a finger in her butt. I know where she likes a finger. <laughs> the Not bat- an idiot. The, the- crystal hole. <laughs> uh, the battling went on for weeks. As There's- it would in your hypothetical nonsense <laughs> land. 
Time isn't real there. They would fight for hours late into the evening. The this teachers, is... the teachers at the end would get, give Terry the body counts. What, is, what, Dave? What the fuck is Up going the on? Lords. They'd be like, "Well, I killed 18. Oh. All right, eighteen. Hold on, slow down with the numbers, guys. Let me get these down. Eighteen. What about you, John? Seven. Seven. Well, this was the keeping f- an eye on the numbers over here. I'll just let you know. I'm not a big finance person, but I do know ghosts and banging. Alrighty. Pretty good day. Not amazing. Now, the teachers were also sworn to secrecy. Don't tell anyone about this shit. (laughs) What do you mean, why? (laughs) They were not to be spoken of in front of others. And they don't get it. They'll look at you like you're crazy for fighting black overlords with pens for weeks. (laughs) Terry said the black forces were everywhere, and if if anyone le- left conscious development, they became suspect. They were possessed. Teachers got notes that s- said things like, quote, stay alert. Yeah. <laughs> What'd your fortune say? <laughs> <laughs> said, don't get your leg out of the circle or else. <laughs> I just had a stretch, though. They were told to curtail any contact with people outside the group, and they should sleep with their sword beside them. Their pen. Yeah. You mark up your sheets, though. It's a mess. I wish my sword wasn't a Sharpie. (laughs) Now, this was all a bit too much for Terry's now 26-year-old husband, Glenn. Dude, he's out. He's like the one who's like, look, Terry, I can't believe that... It was a 26. I thought this was a phase. Look, now I'm older and wiser at 26. We've been married for 15 years. <laughs> I got to be honest. I was just trying to fuck a 33-year-old lady, and now, <laughs> and now I'm fighting black lords, and I, I can't. I it's heard... not worth it. I'd rather just jerk off and watch. Yeah. You want to be a drifter then, do you? Yes. Whacking off in strangers' homes for a handful of pie? <laughs> Yes. That is exactly what I want. Absolutely. Well, when I said it out loud, it sounds a little better than I thought it would. <laughs> uh, but they still remain friendly, Terry and Glenn. He's... Let's not end on weird terms. <laughs> yeah, tragedy. He still worked for the jewelry business. Um... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm out, but I want to be as connected as possible to this. Yeah. Their divorce was finalized on January 27th, 1977. Five days later, Glenn went to spend the night at a cabin uh, his parents owned. The next day, Terry found a note from Glenn in her safe. It was actually a will, giving all of his property to Terry. Oh, boy. She then grabbed two of her followers and headed up to the cabin where they found Glenn dead of a drug overdose. Too many crystals. (laughs) Yeah. To the teacher group, this was a sign that the Black Lords were making headway. They he was could so now, slimy. <laughs> the Black Lords clearly could now poison blood. What? Why, why? I mean, why not just say poison? I feel like drugs... That's what you're doing. No, no, no. Look, <laughs> it is your blood. The Black Lords could now poison blood. <laughs> Dave took his penis out for those of you just listening. <laughs> yeah. It's quite dramatic. Yeah. 
So naturally, Terry announced the teachers would now have to use a new tactic. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Bullshit. <laughs> Bloodletting. Oh, no. No, yeah. no, no. No. That's what killed... That's what killed George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> it's called bloodletting because nobody... You should not let anybody do it. <laughs> You really let me do it? I guess. I'm going to let him. Holy (laughs) shit, what an idiot. (sighs) Okay, so it's time to get blood out of you. So anyone who was infected by the Black Lords would have to drain the poison. Sandy would take... The disease of having too much blood. Uh, It's a problem. Sandy would take the blood. This did not go over well with the flock. (laughs) And suddenly a lot of people left conscious development. I was in when there were shiny things, but now that I have to... It was cool when we were talking about, like, finances and stuff. (laughs) Like, I came here because I'm really into ghosts and business. (laughs) But this is a little weird. Is it a write-off if I leave? (laughs) (laughs) So... Fortunately, around this time, Terry found love again, marrying Ben Johnson. Aww. Sadly, at the same time, her son Kenneth was working in construction and fell through a roof onto a concrete floor, fracturing his skull and dying immediately. <laughs> I don't think so. Mm. She couldn't was... save him, huh? She black probably tried to, She probably tried to tell him they're black lords. <laughs> You know when he was going down, he had two seconds to be like, she'll spin this. (laughs) Devereaux, Sandy's daughter, was now 14. Oh, yeah, how many pills she taking now? (laughs) She was now shaped like 1,800 pills in skin. (laughs) Have a pill. (laughs) She was a good student, good athlete, and wrote poetry, but Sandy saw something dark in her daughter. She told uh, fellow conscious development members that Devereaux had evil spirits inside of her. It's fine. fine. The Greyhound pills weren't working? (laughs) Sandy was distant from her daughter and often left her alone and went on trips. She didn't go to her basketball games. She didn't really show any interest in her child her at all. basketball game? Imagine when she showed up for the game. People were like, she's here. <laughs> Don't worry. Use your mind to dribble. Mom, <laughs> mom, shut up. What's a travel? Devereaux, for some reason, hated conscious development. For some reason. Yeah. Weird. And was embarrassed by her mother's connection to it, not Weird. bringing friends over to the house. Really? Then one day, it suddenly all turned around. Devereaux told her dad that she and her mom had a long talk and everything was different. Sandy was getting remarried and took a trip to Hawaii and this time took Devereaux with her. They re- what? It's yeah, Hawaii. They're, it's Hawaii. <laughs> I don't know. They're absolutely were... right. <laughs> if they're... I were a teenager, a trip to Hawaii would totally turn me around. Yeah. Yeah. They were at a lagoon. Sandy and Devereaux took an inflatable raft out several hundred yards Uh until they were over a sharp coral reef. It's fine. It's fine. They are dangerously close to volcanoes right now, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Then a wave knocked Let them over. Let the magma choose. <laughs> then a wave knocked them over, and a second wave separated them. Devro was missing. Her <gasps> father, Chuck, grabbed the first plane to Hawaii when he heard. While he was gone, someone from Conscious Development called and left a message saying they had documents that he needed to see. It turned out they were Devro's will. Oh, my God. Of you know course. how every 14-year-old has a will? <laughs> Dear Will. <laughs> Today, I'm going to leave everything to Todd. <laughs> Hope he asked me to prom, LOL. <laughs> you guys, it was a great year. Will you sign my will? <laughs> <laughs> Never change or die. Love. <laughs> I just wrote, have a neat summer. <laughs> The dead 14-year-old left her trust fund, $125,000, to set up a conscious development school because she hated them. (laughs) It's a weird call, though, right? It's a kind of 180 in the will. That same day, a Terry follower marched into the bank managing the trust fund and delivered a formal will demanding all the money. Yo, give us the cash. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, under Texas law... Children cannot write wills. It's a good law. It's a good law. That means that nowhere allows it. (laughs) It it also means that by now they've gotten rid of that law. Yeah. 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 Well, your son left uh, you his trains. And he wants to leave a noogie for his brother. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and he left, uh, he left $130,000 to the Republican Party. <laughs> what? Whoa. Oh, Ted Cruz is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to be groaned at. <laughs> Terry and Sandy became even closer and bonded over recently losing their children. Sandy took out a life insurance policy of $300,000 and made Terry the beneficiary. Oh, my God. Who? What? Stop giving her that option. (laughs) I know, but I'm not going to die soon. But in case. I mean, everyone's dying, but okay, sure, for sure. Let me just get that. In 1979, Terry transferred the title of her home to Terry. Sandy transferred it to Terry. Sandy did. And then she kept living in the house, and she paid Terry rent. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's that's. No, the, I I like this plan. I like it. So I'll give you the house, and then I'll pay you money all the time. Yeah, it's called an air me and me, and <laughs> you love it. And on September eighth, nineteen eighty one. Sandy forced an older follower to go on a trip to a Colorado group retreat. Hey, I'm going to take a solo trip with her. (laughs) And then on their way there, Sandy drove off a cliff. There were no skid marks, no sign of trying to stop or turn. Both women were dead. Wait, Thelma and Louise in it. Just... Who who just died? Sandy. And? And then a woman that she forced to get in the car with her who... (laughs) Who... Shit, they really did Thelma and Louisa. Yeah, yeah, they did. Although, without, I don't think the same. I think one lady was like, ah, and the other lady was like, what the fuck? I don't want to be Thelma! 
She'll uh, twist this. <laughs> Once again, Terry produced a will. Sandy had updated Sandy. it just three months before, and the other woman had signed her uh, her will on the exact same day. So, is there who are these wills going to? Is this person like this everything, is really crazy? Everything went to Terry. But but who does Terry go to? Terry's going to banks to get the. Well, you give you just <laughs> like, you got to be hoping for a different teller. You're like, oh, the, he. The, not that guy again. All right, fuck it. Yes. Act normal. Hey, how are you? Hi. Hey. Uh, yeah. I, 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 great. Uh, I love the donut thing you guys do on Wednesdays uh-huh. here. That is awesome. Uh-huh. It's lots of the customers. So I have two more wills. Yeah, and okay. Again, are these dum-dums for everybody? This um, is great. It's great. and I, we, I, we love it. And yeah. these are two wills. No. And are you're going to find... Are they four-year-olds this time? Or the, are they no, no, no. Right. It's two grown women. Well, this okay, one's on, they, on they, a, they film and Louise into a, you know, know, into a, off a cliff. This one's written on a napkin. Yeah, uh, 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 is that a problem for this bank? It says "Help me" on the back. Oh, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Actually, this is the one. There we go. That's the one I wanted to give you. I'm writing a song called "Help." Anyway, keep. Uh... <laughs> you got all the money? There's a black lord behind you. <laughs> Can I borrow this pen? <laughs> <laughs> So all of the women's property went to Terry, and Terry cashed out the $300,000 insurance policy. But Sandy's brother contested the will. The brother's lawyer was a well-known Texas criminal defense attorney, and he claimed Terry was using hypnotism. We better not get Judge Sitcom. Yeah. (laughs) He's the worst for what we have right now. So I hear today's case is about a hypnotism family. Is that right? I'm excited to make a deal. Love the pitch so far. Let's get through it and see if I want to take it to series. Uh, So the lawyer said that she, quote, controlled proponents' use of hypnosis, Pavlovian conditioning, and psychotherapy, which is fine. Uh, Terry... The last one's fine. Well, I don't know why you got to fucking malign psychotherapy. Yeah, it's, it's really normal. good for a lot. A lot of people with deep emotional problems. All right, need Dave. It. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. Don't Terry, denied, <laughs> Terry denied she controlled Sandy, but did admit she had tried hypnosis a couple times. After five days of trial, Terry decided to settle instead of letting the jury decide, and the brother got cash and 40% of the state. And a contract with E. <laughs> contract. This. Incredible e. series. We uh, would also like to see a hosting reel on the brother. <laughs> <laughs> Terry was devastated by the loss of her dear friend, Sandy. She stopped all consciousness development classes. Then D Magazine, which is a local magazine, mm-hmm. wrote an article about the group. It was called True Believers, The Rise and Fall of a North Dallas Cult. But that was a little soon. Terry was not done. Well, many had actually left the cult at this point, or group, sorry. Group, yeah. Group. <laughs> Talking points. The w- <laughs> Stick to the facts, liberal. <laughs> the ones that remained formed an even tighter circle because of all the attacks and press. Oh, no. And the black lords were very busy. The group had to become stronger and more defensive. A woman named Robin took over for Sandy and became Terry's second. Robin was full in. Her house was full of crystals and, quote, friendly gnomes. Isn't that redundant? Yeah. Are there dick gnomes? 
fuck you, I'm not digging anything. Hey, where'd it go? I killed my cat. Asshole. Okay, so she just has a home full of chill gnomes. She was one of... Oh, boy. Oh, that was a ghost. That was a ghost. That was a ghost. It was a ghost. It was also you. Uh... So, she was one of the teachers who fought the Black Lord. She kept copper twisted in a serpentine shapes okay. under her bed uh, for okay. protection. Okay, so this is like everybody's grandma. <laughs> Your grandma my, my, my has a grandma. lot of twisted copper? You know, little Hubble figurines. <laughs> copper for the weather. All right. <laughs> uh, Terry introduced Robin to a patriot named George G, and they had a close, intimate relationship. The second G's for George. <laughs> put it where the crystals now live now this relationship was a little more difficult than other relationships in the group because George G was an invisible supernatural CIA agent mm. it does make it complicated but he we're doing he, an LDR he really knows how to hit my spot he really anyway they fell for each other and they were dating did they and huh? <laughs> what app is that on? It's, you know, Terry's hooked him up. We but, met on Spinder, uh, uh, Spirit Tinder. <laughs> uh, I'd like a spirit who's a CIA agent. But it didn't slow down the Black Lords who were consuming Robin. She called her husband and told them she had a terminal case of viral hepatitis and that she had gotten it from a banana peel. Oh, Wait, what? Dave, honestly. This literally sounds like you're just pulling phrases out of a yeah. hat and doing, like, refrigerator poetry. This is Mad Libs. What are you this talking about? Libs. What the fuck did you just say again? Sorry. She the has medical. viral hepatitis, <laughs> from which a is banana a real peel. thing. Yeah, yeah. Not from, a supernatural black no, lord disease. No, it's real. Disease. That you, can, you can get it from a... I uh, was in a Scooby-Doo cartoon. <laughs> you, can get, you can get all kinds of things from banana peels. Uh, yeah, like so. a wacky uh, slip and fall on your ass disease. Or a banana. Yeah. I got <laughs> also bananas. Or a banana. Yeah, bananas. So the husband heard this and he thought, you should go to a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out she did not have hepatitis. Really? Wow. I know. She just had a banana peel in her. <laughs> that was a problem. A couple hours later, Robin went to see Terry. And late that same night, Robin shot herself in the mouth. Oh, my God. Now, that's something a doctor can deal with. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. she's got a hole in the face uh, part. Yeah. Extra hole. (laughs) One more than you should have. She made her regular hole bigger. Yeah. Well, we put a bunch of crystals and pills in it and gave her a pen, and she didn't do anything. So we're like, (laughs) we're all at a loss. Yeah. Oh, look, her will. (laughs) Well, what are the odds? She did not write a suicide note, just an apology to Terry for having been rude. (laughs) My bad. Peace. Oh, she also had a will and everything. Oh, did she? (laughs) And everything went to Terry. What's up with you? 
this is loose. Okay. <laughs> and this, this, this thing I've been leaning on uh, unprofessionally. We're, all little, we're, we're peeling back the robe here, gang. Uh, so everything went to Terry, and when Robin's friends were going through her things at her house, they found a lot of prescription drugs, needles, and syringes. Who's Dr. Greyhound? (laughs) (laughs) Drugs were also part of member David Goodman's life. He had been a member since 1974. He first came in with his wife, and then they quickly divorced. Then Terry married him to a 23-year-old music student, and she told the couple they were soulmates. (laughs) Then they divorced. Weird. Two years later, and then Terry married him to a 24-year-old former student. She told them they were soulmates, and they they divorced after a couple years. David was a business professor at SMU. He invented a computer-generated stock tip formula, which became very successful and allowed him to quit his job and focus full-time on the Conscious Development Group. Good. Then he was introduced to Glenda. She was older, divorced with three kids, and, according to Terry, his soulmate. Okay. This guy's gotten lucky. Yeah. yeah. He has a lot of soulmates. A lot of fucking soulmates. On an all-new soulmates. <laughs> On Judge TV. <laughs> Terry insisted the two had, quote, been married in previous lifetimes, so mm-hmm. they married again. Well, sure. Obviously. Glenn sent her kids to live with their dad so she could, uh, Glenda, uh, so she could focus on her spiritual practice. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have kids, you're like, I got to work on me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I didn't want you after all. <laughs> Later. Um, then they shut off contact with their parents and siblings. So Dave and Glenda are just off. Dave and Glenda would wake up every morning and ask God and the masters for good energies. They would meditate several times a day, and they would take medications Terry gave them. Tons, morning, noon, and night. They heard voices. They had medications. Yes, they were taking medications. Yes. They had medication ceremonies. Meditation. Had, Did I say medication ceremony? Meditation. I, I'm doing a joke that's not working. <laughs> well, yeah, because it seemed just like you didn't know. Yeah, what, but what if you, on. in my head, there's two hyphens. Nope. I don't know where they go. I'm still lost. Medications. It's okay. okay. To, it's okay. Oh, fuck everything. <laughs> So, David and Glenda would ask the masters for advice on anything, no matter how trivial. When Glenda what was, size shoe am I? <laughs> when Glenda was renovating the house, she asked Marcus, who was one of the masters. <laughs> A renovation question? Yo, we, I just said one of the masters is named Marcus. Yeah. And you went right by that. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Master Marcus? <laughs> Master Marcus. Eminem. Yeah. She asked Marcus for guidance, and, and Marcus said, quote, I will go with you to Sears. Master Marcus sounds very mystical, just... And Montgomery Ward to check out and choose just the right window coverings. We'll do, we'll do the right thing. She wrote this in her journal. Dear Will. <laughs> They also talked about all the white pills they were taking in their journals. And they discussed everything they were giving Terry. They bought her a new Cadillac, cash gifts. They were uh, expanding Glenda's house, and when they were done, they were going to give it to Terry. David pledged 50% of everything they had to Terry. (laughs) And from 1987 to 1988, they gave Terry over $110,000. Good, good. 
Good. What is her plan? Is she going to do anything with the money? She's got so... Okay. Still... She's got fuck you wills. Still, Terry made them pay $100 for sessions. My fa- we got to... Yeah. But oh, those gave- aren't free. No, but I, we gave you like half. And I said, thank you. Yeah, the- <laughs> I guess I'm not understanding what's happening right now. Well, we don't, we're, we're kind of tight. It's a little tight. The budget. I understand. That. Well, look, I mean, what do you want to be a rat in lava? What do you want? How do you want to, <laughs> what do you want to be? No, okay. Yeah. So okay. get out of my house and we'll do one tomorrow. Get the money together. <laughs> In the sessions, they learned things like they had both lived 800,000 previous lives. Sure. it's a lot. Normal amount? Yeah. The they, amount for a video game. Yeah. yeah. They found out they were the Roman gods, Venus and Jupiter. What a coincidence. Yeah. Still banging. Mm. Uh, but they were still... <laughs> What's your secret? But Dave and Glenda were still constantly battling the Black Lords, and apparently it wasn't going well. Derry... Uh, Glenn. Glenn, back. Glenn also wrote that Terry wasn't doing well. Much of this had to do with Terry's latest husband, Don Hoffman. He was having oh, physical... Don Hoffman. No, thank you. <laughs> Already out? Uh... Already out. Speaking of, I know this is a podcast, and so I feel like this might be an edit point. I have to pee so bad. Go, yeah, go. Oh, go. I'm going. Go. Keep going. Yeah. Go. I'll just sneak back yeah. on stage go. with some behind-the-scenes right. shit for you guys. Yeah, well, this, is, uh... this happens. Go cap. By the way, anybody who has to leave a stage to pee, that's the Dark Lords. Yeah. <laughs> that's their problem. Take a pen. Uh, you guys got to take a break because I got to take a dump. <laughs> I got to get a handful of pie. <laughs> what she's going to... I hope there's a speaker in the bathroom. No, there's uh, a relayer. A guy th- who's like, then he said this next. <laughs> So, Don Hoffman was having physical problems. Pain in his legs, shortness of breath. Don had divorced his wife of 20, uh, 22 years in 1980 and married Terry a month later. <laughs> Jeez. Right after Terry had divorced Ben. And in May, uh, sorry, September 16, 1988, Don checked into a motel, made three videos for his kids saying he'd been, been diagnosed with cancer by three doctors. And then he killed himself exactly as Glenn Cooley Terry's second husband had by ODing on a mix of drugs. Oh, my God. Also, he did, did he not have, a will? have cancer. He did, did he have a have, will? No. He just, didn't have cancer? He had a will. He did not have cancer. <laughs> he did not have cancer. Of course he had a will. What was the handwriting like on all the wills? Yeah. Any similarities? It's crazy how they all have hearts over the dotted eyes. Anyway, here's your money, Terry. See you next week. I hope things pick up as far as the suicides go. You've been hit hard by that bug. Well, it's the Black Lords. When questioned by Don's kids, Terry said the Black Lords created an illusion so the coroner couldn't find the cancer. Ah. But they did find a large concentration of ecstasy in Don's blood. Well, there we go. (laughs) I think we're right to celebrate that. Don left all of his property to Terry. His kids sued Terry, claiming she used hypnosis to get their father to kill himself. Now, David and Glenda were struggling. David was upset that he could not yet jump between physical and spiritual realms. It's frustrating. Well. It's yeah. frustrating. We've all been there. Yeah, when you're like, fuck, how, can, how am I not? I've been doing this so long. I still ah. can't jump between spiritual realms. God. Ah. I've got the pen. I took Molly. What's the problem? <laughs> 
Uh, this meant to him that he had ba- bad karma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so God told uh, Glenda and David to buy guns and start uh, practicing shooting. Sure, as God does. Yeah. And That's a really good sign. If if God tells you to yeah. buy a gun, definitely don't buy a gun. That's not. But what if God's like, but you know, practice. <laughs> also, don't wait five days. <laughs> buy it at a show. Uh, and then God told them they were actually enduring all of mankind's karma, and mm-hmm. that's what was causing them all their pain. And then David and Glenda were found shot to death in their home—a double suicide. Oh, Jesus Christ. So what's the body count on this cult oh, it's so far? Up. It's pretty it's high. fucking high. It's high. The wills are stacking yeah. up. I can't wait David's, to hear about these wills. David's father sued Terry. The same attorney who had battled Terry in court over Sandy's estate offered to represent Don's kids. As the pre-child dragged on, he decided to go to Terry's house and dig through her garbage. And there he found dozens of needles and syringes, cotton swabs, and, quote, Enough empty pill bottles to stock a pharmacy. Or a greyhound. (laughs) You got enough for the under... The luggage area of a greyhound. That little under area. That famous unit of measurement we all know The under area of a greyhound. (laughs) (laughs) The weird door of the greyhound. Where the driver tosses luggage at you. Yeah, sir, how much roast beef do you want? I'm sorry, I had a bag. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Okay, uh, not good. He found a letter to Terry, also in the garbage, from a man in San Diego. It came with a package. Quote, here is your bulk order plus the samples. Number one is a new formula that is a bit more complicated and will cost 35 cents more per capsule. It should have more amphetamine and a balancer to neutralize adverse effects. Number two is basic E-formula without the last step performed in purification to remove all the amphetamines. Terry had been calling these vitamin shots. <laughs> Wait, and it's just E. E, e and amphetamines, yeah. Yep. Amphetamine, yeah. E-methamine. She's just jacking people up. Sounds like E with and without amphetamines. Yeah. Sounds like. Now, the district attorney was investigating for the uh, illicit use of drugs. The Goodmans uh, had said they had been taking white pills. Glenn and Do- uh, Don uh, died of drug overdoses. Sorry, no. Someone else. And Don died of drug... Oh, the first Glenn husband. Uh, <laughs> and Don. The, fir- the Don second Hoffman? husband, Glenn Cooley, the 20-year-old, died of drug overdoses. And Don died of drug overdoses. And Don. Robin was taking drugs. Sandy was taking drugs. But there was no direct evidence to Terry. Just a crazy pattern. A Dallas homicide detective at the time admitted, if we are ever able to do anything as far as Terry Hoffman, it's, it'll surprise me. Ugh. The prosecutor was, quote, convinced that she had, a hypno- she had hypnotic powers over people, but the evidence wasn't there. Civil suits brought by David uh, Goodman's father and Don Hoffman's kids came to an abrupt halt when Terry filed for bankruptcy in October 1991. What? How did That's she what lose it? She probably just fucking put it in a can. I was like, I don't have any money. I lost my can. Or also, the Dark Lords could have taken it. Oh, they probably did. We're going to Wells Fargo. <laughs> no! Plus, she was keeping, it sounds like, 400 Mexican drug cartels in business. <laughs> yeah. But this caused, uh, this caused her to be uh, indicted for fraud charges associated with declaring bankruptcy. And she was tried, and in 1994, Terry was convicted of 10 counts and looking at 50 years in jail. 
That judge has got to be so upset that he's losing all of his sitcom premises. I think I'm going to have to find her guilty. God damn it. She appealed. Uh And she won. Uh. She was declared not guilty. Overall, 10 people's deaths are strongly connected to Terry Hoffman. In 1995, the TV series Unsolved Mysteries found we finally got a TV show. Judge TV <laughs> Fa- uh, featured an episode on the mysterious disappearance of one of Terry's father's uh, followers, Charles Southern. Terry kept living life. She found love again. This time to Roger Keenly, and she wrote a financial advice book. <laughs> okay, so you get a bunch of people to follow you. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm writing all this down. And then she uh, changed her name to Susie Orman, and she's <laughs> the woman we know and love. And she started a website called Heaven and Earth Photo, which you can still see. It's still up. On which she is referred to as Artist Terry Lila Keenly. The website sold photographs of angels and heavenly beings. And <laughs> I'm if sorry. you go and look, they are just clouds. <laughs> It might be those 3D magic eye ones. <laughs> a dolphin. And then a couple of them have a cartoon face drawn in. Like, not like subtly drawn, like a fucking big cartoon face. <laughs> it's just Tweety Bird and some clouds. What the hell is this? She, uh, it's $1,000. Terry uh, Lee Hoffman Benson Lila Keenly died in Dallas on October 31st, 215 of heart failure. Ugh. Now you're sad now. Well, I will say, like I, I avoid serial killer thing, but I don't know what the fuck this is. Like it's not a serial killer; it's just fucking bananas. She got all these people. Someone who lived as the Grim Reaper for a little while. <laughs> well, she got all these people to kill themselves. They, they all definitely she's killed like, themselves. She, yeah, she's like a suicide whisperer. <laughs> That's a shout. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, but I also don't understand, like... If you talk someone into killing themselves, what crime can you be charged with? Being a dick. Yeah. Not, not if there's no evidence of you actually doing it. Being yeah. available for a show 10.30, 9.30 Central. <laughs> Thursdays. <laughs> I mean, they tried, and, and there's no one I trust on Earth more than the, the Dallas PD. No. Yeah. No. They did what they could. I don't they know anything about the Dallas PD. You guys need to calm down. Well, they had a ru- <laughs> they've had a rough run. Uh, oh, they have. Yeah, they've had a bad couple yeah. years. Oh, they uh, have? Well, you know, I mean, things have happened, but yeah. uh, you know, but uh, they, they... Uh, they were fighting the Dark Overlords, yeah. and, uh, and that's why we have body cams. So what do you, what, like, okay, so if, so how do you get to the point where you're able, literally have the Grim Reaper's touch? You get Greyhound pills that are full of Molly. By the way, why couldn't the pills get made here? I think this is. <laughs> how hard is it to crush up Molly and throw it in a thing? It's We're actually called Molly. Well, the, American jobs away from hardworking We're going to build a wall. Molly manufacturers. Unacceptable. Right. Um, I weirdly, like... I don't have any answers. Okay, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. So we're all scratching. I mean, the, 
all you can say is, uh, well, that's bananas. Yeah. That's so bananas I got hepatitis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's exit on that, eh? Guys, thank you so much for coming um, out. We're going to do... Posters. Yeah. Um, thank you to Kath. Oh, thanks, guys. We have a, uh, another show at 10 o'clock. There's still tickets if you want to go to that one. There's still some tickets if you guys want to hear. It'll be a different story. Uh, we're very quickly going to sign uh, some posters right there, but we can't be too long, you know, because we've got this other show. So if you're coming to both, you want to hang around after the second one, that'd be great. If yeah. not, whatever, we'll be right there. Take pictures, sign your shit, but we got to be real quick. We appreciate the fuck out of everyone coming. It's great to be here. We'll be back in a minute. Thank you. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. <laughs>